Good day and welcome to this week's show. I'll be discussing demons, possession versus manipulation. What's the difference, you ask? Possession is where you willingly and openly invite demonic forces into your life, dark, non-human entities into your life to wreak havoc, possibly fully possess your body and turn you into either a killing machine or someone closely resembling a person having a schizophrenic breakdown. Manipulation is the process of where a demon is slowly infiltrating the way you react to things, your mood, your level of depression, your level of excitement, what sets you off, what makes you focus, breaks your focus, takes your focus, what have you. So there is a fine, fine, thick line between full-on possession and manipulation. In today's day and age, we are more and more infiltrated by demonic manipulation than full-on possession. Uh, We live in a very noisy world. A lot of distractions, a lot of things take us away from what God is calling us to do. And yes, I'm very much a, a, a supporter in God and do subscribe to, believe in, and love the relationship I have with Jesus Christ. I'm open about it, but I'm not forceful about it. If you want to know more about it, I'm happy to talk about it. But if you don't believe, that's your choice. If you do believe, hey, how you doing? But if you don't believe and you want to talk, I'm happy just to talk about whatever. Send your emails to parksparanormal at gmail.com and send your videos. I'll be happy to examine them, any kind of paranormal activity, pictures, uh, stories you want to share. Or if you just want to shoot an email to talk about whatever, current events, uh, what you had for dinner. Or if you think this show sucks, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, This is Neil Parks. I'm your host. I'm an award-winning author, screenwriter. I've been involved in many TV documentaries, uh, documentaries on big and small screen. And also currently working on a few new film projects. But first and foremost, I'm a paranormal author. Started out as a paranormal investigator. But I don't necessarily investigate that much anymore. Uh, it's hazardous to one's spiritual health. So just sit back, relax, and listen to a word from our first sponsor. Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. Current events and other fun facts. Hi, this is Neil. I was just doing a funny voice to spice it up a little bit. I'm hoping you're having a great week. Sharing some current events with you. Uh, This one, it's not necessarily paranormally related, but it caught my attention. Uh, Headline states that President Trump appeared to endorse efforts by legislators in several states to allow public schools to offer Bible classes. Well, that's great if they're offering the Bible classes as like an elective and whatnot. I'm all for that. Me also being a Christian, I understand that you cannot enforce biblical mandation in the classroom, considering the fact that in America we are a melting pot and freedom of religion means all religions, not just 
endorsement of Christianity. Uh, we have people who uh, practice Judaism in America, Buddhists, Hindus, atheists, Wiccans, uh, people who subscribe to the satanic philosophy, people who worship uh, heads of lettuce or a squiggly-faced octopus-type creature. There's also people who worship pairs of jeans or maybe uh, Islam. You can't necessarily say we're going to offer Bible classes and not offer the rest. That, that's discrimination, and it could open a whole new can of worms. Uh, numerous states introducing the Bible literacy classes, giving students the option to study the Bible, uh, starting to make uh, turn back. Great, Mr. Trump tweeted Monday, morning after uh, Fox and Friends ran a segment on the topic. Christian lawmakers and six Republican-controlled state legislators across the country are pushing for legislation that would allow public schools to offer elective classes on the New and Old Testaments. Electives are fine. It would be like a Bible club or a young Christians club. Schools have always had those. And a lot of people that are on the far right think that there's some sort of a dark conspiracy against Christianity in America. That's just a farce. Um, that's like in the 1980s during the days of the satanic panic when James Dobson and Focus on the Family uh, spread rumors at that point in time. This is way before the internet, so you really couldn't fact check a whole lot of stuff. You just had to take it for face value and say, oh yeah, that's absolute gospel. But Dr. James Dobson and Focus on the Family created this hysterical movement stating that people who were playing Dungeons and Dragons were committing suicide, or people who listened to heavy metal were committing suicide. Yeah, there were suicides back then. That was normal. Unfortunately, it's a part of life. In fact, in just the last two years, um, in the state of Ohio alone, suicide has increased by 50%. And it's not necessarily attributed to heavy metal music or um, uh, Dungeons and Dragons either. I mean, th there's an onslaught of things. Cyberbullying, bullying in school, uh, mental health instability... Uh, the lack of mental health stability in our legislation and in our country. Uh, you want to blame mental illness on gun violence, but then you turn around and you want to cut funding and prevent the CDC from exploring the fact that there is an epidemic of gun violence in this country. Statistics show this, and it has increased tenfold. Uh, you have people that are mentally ill getting their hands on guns easier, faster, without proper background checks. You can go to a gun show and show your ID, maybe not even have to show your ID. Uh, normally, if you're white and you have a bit of a southern accent, you can get pretty much whatever you want at a gun show. That's the unfortunate reality we're faced with. And I'm sure I'll be turning off a lot of my listeners, but that's fine. I'll pick up more listeners. So be it. The push by conservative legislators in Florida, Indiana, Missouri, North Dakota, Virginia, and West Virginia have stirred some controversy in regards to this um, optional elective that they're wanting to offer. Um, my comment to, to that is this. That, that would be great if Trump, who is endorsing wanting Bible classes back in school as a regular elective, if he would actually read and practice and exhibit what Christ asked us to do unto the least of us. Instead of being the physical embodiment of the seven deadly sins itself, it would be great if he led by example and changed and became a better person and showed more of the empathy and the class and grace and tact and compassion of Jesus Christ instead of worshiping the God that he truly does worship, which is himself. 
Another headline that brought my caught my attention was Kanye West in front of a giant megachurch on Sunday, hosted by Joel Osteen, referred to himself as the greatest artist that God has ever created. It was during the Joel Osteen service on November 18th. He told parishioners at Joel Osteen's Houston megachurch on Sunday that his recent spiritual awakening has made him realize that he's no longer in service to fame and money, but in service to God. West spoke to a packed crowd of about 16,000 people at Lakewood Church. During an interview with Olstein from the stage, West told the parishioners about his recent conversation, con- sorry, conversion to Christianity and how God has been guiding him. I know that God has been calling me for a long time and the devil has been distracting me for a long time, West said. He added that at his lowest points, when he was hospitalized in 2006 for a mental breakdown, God was there with him, sending him visions and inspiring him. Last month, West released Jesus is King, a gospel-themed album that's been described as Christian rap. I've listened to it. It's a decent album. Um, I've, I've liked a lot of his earlier stuff before he became an egomaniac and, and paraded around with a lampshade on his head in public, screaming at the paparazzi and throwing chairs at people in restaurants uh, before he lost his dang mind. The rapper's wife, Kim Kardashian, who um, is a former softcore porn star, uh, and their daughter, North West, joined him at this church. They sat in front, um, in the front row of the Cavernaus area, the former compact center, which was uh, once the home of the Houston Rockets. Many of the parishioners seated around West took photos of him with their cell phones. This is like the Super Bowl today, said Amy Holmes, who was visiting from New Orleans with her husband and decided to attend. West, in front of all of the people at this church, said that he is the greatest artist God has ever created. Now, all in all, the greatest artist to ever exist is God. He is the greatest scientist, the greatest artist. You know, I'm very serious about my faith in Jesus Christ, but I'm not going to claim that I'm perfect. I'm not going to claim that I'm the best. I'm not going to claim that I'm better than you. I'm not going to tell you that your sins are going to send you to hell. I'm not going to tell you that I live better than you. I am one of the perfect sinners, if that makes sense. I sin every day. Um, I don't have the cleanest mouth. I certainly do not take the Lord's name in vain, because that is a bridge I will not cross. Um, PG, PG-13 expletives. You know, that's my my uh, drug of choice. Whatever. Um, the words are man-made. But the way we use them is what stings. So, I will not pretend that I am whole inside. I will not pretend that I am holier than thou. I will not pretend that I am up higher than anyone else. And I will also not kowtow or uh, not call a spade a spade. That's something I've always been known for. And I've lost a lot of people in my life as a result of it, but so be it. I always find more people. But I have had enough of Kanye West's media circus and his attempt at milking the Christian cash cow. This man is mentally ill and is playing Christian as a way to not only reach another audience, but to also showboat more and more for his own self-fulfilling prophecy. He's a false prophet and a charlatan. A false prophet and a charlatan. Now, I've said this time and time again about Trump and about Pence and about everyone else right now that is in the festering boil that is known as the GOP. The party of Lincoln is dead, folks. 
The party that Abraham Lincoln inspired is gone. It's dead. It died with McCain. It died with Reagan. Real, true leaders are gone. The people we have in power now, it's an atrocity to mankind. We're, we're going to look back at this, or maybe we'll be gone by then, but we will be a part of history that the people of the future will look back at and think, what the hell? Much like we look at the reign of Hitler now, wondering how did it, we let it get this far out of hand? How did he get the endorsement of the church? Much like Trump getting the endorsement of the church. He has single-handedly hijacked modern Christianity and made it a weapon against people that pseudo-evangelicals deem as unclean or impure. He's a false prophet and a charlatan. He wouldn't know humility if it appeared in the form of a snake and bit him between the eyes. In regards to Kanye calling himself the greatest artist to ever live and the greatest artist ever created by God, keep in mind, Kanye is no Beethoven. Kanye is no Leonardo da Vinci. He is not the Beatles. He is no Plato. He is not Trent Reznor of Nine Inch Nails. He is no Picasso. He is not U2. He is no Rembrandt. He is not Marvin Gaye. He's no Michelangelo. He's no Bruce Springsteen. He's no Salvador Dali. He's no Freddie Mercury. He's no Bob Dylan. He is not Prince. He is not Outkast. He is not Pink Floyd. He is not Elvis Presley. He is no Vincent Van Gogh. He is not Jimi Hendrix. He's not Jim Morrison. He is not Childish Gambino. Need I go on? The people I just named off are a few of the greatest, most gifted artists of all time, and they never felt the need to tell us that. Take a seat, Kanye. You're drunk on your own ego. Neil Park's out. Let's begin in the 2000s and the Afghan war. Troops stationed at a base in Mansoul reported an encounter with a creature they claimed was a demon. The report says these troops jumped into action after receiving the call that the base was under imminent attack. They did as trained, grabbed their kit and weapons, and reported to their stations, ready to defend themselves and the base. They watched an attack unfold as men, enemy combatants, began scaling the perimeter wall. The troops began to shoot. In the melee, many of the attackers were hit, but one of these was particularly strange. As the bullet tore into the attacker, a plume of black smoke was seen to rise out of the body. At the time, the troops thought it could be a suicide vest that was hot and damaged or failed to detonate. But this is when things took a turn for the strange. The smoke began to form into a shape. This shape resembled a man, and to add to the weirdness, a pair of red glowing eyes appeared along with a mouth. The apparition smiled at the troops, turned, and ran only to fade away to nothing after a few steps. Could this have been a ghost, or demon, or how about a jinn? A jinn is a creature commonly found in Middle Eastern mythology. The soldiers had no clue and were obviously shaken by the encounter and did not talk about the incident for many years. But jinn ghosts or specters are not the only thing to have appeared to troops battling in the Middle East. And now, a word from our sponsor.
Paranormal. The word paranormal denotes experiences that are outside the norm and beyond scientific explanation. Even so, these events from supernatural phenomena to extrasensory perception to ghosts, aliens, and UFOs take on a life of their own in pop culture. That's where live science comes in. The reporters dig into the latest paranormal news to debunk and even explain the science of what's really causing these seemingly supernatural. Related topics to this, that being aliens, religion, life's little mysteries, so on and so forth. Live science is an excellent resource to go through. An experienced and well-respected psychiatrist claims that demons are real and they are very, very nasty. After working seven years in one of the largest psychiatric hospitals in the world, 18 years in the psych department of a large state prison, two years in the largest mental health center in the city, and over 11 years working in hospital ERs dealing with psych crises, he has seen things that fly in the face of both reason and his academic training. After what he experienced on the front lines, he has no doubt that demons exist. He has both seen and spoken to them, and they are very nasty. The voices of schizophrenics hear, the voices that they hear, are not always hallucinations. Many times, as psychiatry maintains, many times the psychiatrist insists that if you give these so-called hallucinations any attention, such as questioning patients about their nature, you are making these patients worse, according to experts. Ignoring their demands to not query these patients. Now, this psychiatrist found that the voices that some schizophrenics hear run well-defined and predictable and destructive patterns, very different from common hallucinations. Once these hallucinations become aware that he was providing information to these patients that would weaken the voices, he became both a threat and a target to them. It became clear that what psychiatry insisted was merely hallucinations were not always the case, but being aware of what was going on around them. In one case, a patient that he had never seen before reported his voices warned him to stay away from him the minute he walked into the emergency room. Providing people with knowledge of the existence of this menace and how they manifest in our lives is last thing these demonic entities desire. They want to go on believe you believing that in this age of science, demons are fictional. A maniacal throwback to medieval and prehistoric days, tales of the uneducated. They are thrilled that you ignore the 23 or more times Jesus mentioned in the New Testament casting out demons, and even more pleased when you view the Bible, both Old and New Testament, is irrelevant to this issue. They prefer you to believe that science is just that, and God is dead, and demons don't exist. The Christian and the Hebrew faith speaks very heavily about the dangers of demonic forces, about our battles on earth will not be against physical entities, but against the supernatural, the unknown, the unseen, the spiritually damning. It's so much easier for these evil entities go about their destructive work in stealth when their existence is denied by the millions of upon 
whom they prey. Like a tapeworm whose victim is ignorant of its presence. They don't want you to know they exist. This isn't about religion. This is about understanding that spirits exist and that evil spirits fear love and certain phrases from biblical text as well as the cor- the or hora. The information that upsets them the most is to which they react the strongest is your becoming aware that they feed off of you. They really hate when you learn their names. They drain and steal your life energy. In order to do this, they must first turn your emotional state negative. It is only negative emotional energy that sustains them. Look at the state of the world today and their negative influence and the production of negative emotional energy becomes very clear. They want no interference with their food source, that being us. They don't want you to have a family or friends or for you to be educated about how to interfere with their attacks. They want you isolated and alone. They hate when you go to church or read the Bible or any spiritual scripture for that matter and will attempt to convince you that these activities are boring and fruitless. They do this in a manner least suspected by inserting ideas in your head and then attempting to convince you to believe and act on them. Often your own detriment, this is their way. Being aware that demons really do exist is the first step toward countering and eliminating their negative influences on your life. If you look back upon your life, you will see that when you get into a negative funk, your energy disappears. You can't get anything done. No one ever questions where their energy reserve has gone. Many schizophrenic patients reported they can actually feel their energy leave when they are attacked by their demonic voices. Despite the one-to-one correlation between the appearance of the voices and their energy disappearing, they are not permitted awareness of this connection. Who do these demons attack and why do they do it? They attack anyone and everyone who unwittingly allows it. They've been known to enter into people experimenting with Ouija boards, EVP, and playing around with satanic rituals and satanic literature. Victims of severe physical, emotional, or sexual abuse are prime targets. They are already primed to feel bad about themselves. Extreme cases of attacks are labeled paranoid schizophrenia by psychiatric community. But everyday common people like you and I are subject to attack too. You need to know that being attacked does not mean you are crazy. It does not mean you are mentally ill. There's no malfunction of the brain. Saying otherwise would be like saying that robbery or rape victims are mentally ill. They were attacked and so were you. Why do they drain people's energy? The negative energy produced by negative emotion is their food source. If they can get you to generate negative feelings, it is that negative emotion upon which they feast. It may sound bizarre, but it is absolutely true. It is the reason vampire movies subsequently shake us to our core. Subconsciously, of course. These entities are energy vampires. And how do they do this? They get you to generate negative emotion for their consumption by inserting negative, guilt-ridden, fearful, or distressing thoughts into your mind. Then urging you...
A really good question is, how are these demons able to do these things? They get you to generate negative emotion for their consumption by inserting negative, guilt-ridden, fearful, or distressing thoughts into your mind, then urging you to believe and respond to those thoughts as if they are true. They are sly, and they use trickery and lies to manipulate you into hearing, sensing, or feeling something troublesome or fearful. False evidence appearing real. Evidence of their activity becomes clear to the average person when an unwelcome intrusive thought barges into your mind. A thought so repulsive that on your own you would never have come up with such ugliness and you certainly have no intention of acting on it. You intuitively feel that such a thought is wrong, not yours, and does not belong in your mind. So think about this. If you're not if it's not your intention to bring up such a thought, entertain or act upon it, then where did it originate? If it's not you and doesn't belong in your head, then it has come from outside of you. You may ask yourself, are people helpless against this? Not at all. You are not helpless against these things, but you do need to get your head out of the sand, realize they exist, and get to know how your enemy operates. There are many things you can do to fight back and eventually reach a point where you can live your life without their interference and attacks. If things are constantly going wrong in your life, there is a high probability that you are under spiritual attack. The most important thing is they absolutely do not want you to know is that they can invade your mind and are energy parasites feeding off of your life energy like a tapeworm absorbs food passing through your intestines. These entities need negative emotional energy to survive. They are successful when you assume their thought implants belong to you and are your thoughts. They will tell you they are your own thoughts once you become aware of this parasite enemy and the game it plays. You don't have to buy into anything that is not from you. You are higher spiritual source. This is not a physical war, it's a spiritual one, and it's as serious as it gets. It may surprise you to know that these parasites have complete access to your memory. In the case of one patient, for this doctor, they brought up guilt-ridden behavior that she had forgotten for years. They can and will find the most negative and guilt-provoking incidences they can find in your mind and bring them to your awareness. Then they continue to rub your transgressions in your face as long as you don't forgive yourself and continue to generate negative emotion. All negative thoughts they insert into your mind about yourself are custom designed to make you feel guilty, angry, worthless, helpless, and hopeless. Remember the times you've obsessed over past transgressions and just couldn't get something you'd done wrong out of your mind? If only I had not done that, said that, things would be different. If only I could take that back, life would be better. If only I'd been there, that would not have happened. This is them at work. The longer they can keep beating you up and allowing you to beat yourself up, the more negative energy you generate and the larger the feast you provide for these parasites. They then use your own life energy against you, fostering conflict and turmoil and insisting others can't be trusted.
Well, there appears to be a shortage of exorcists within the Catholic Church. Uh, In fact, there was a recent calling from priests on the Catholic Church to appoint more exorcists. Father Pat Collins told the Irish Catholic newspaper demand for exorcism services had risen exponentially in recent years. A renowned Irish exorcist and priest has called on the Catholic Church to appoint more exorcists. Father Pat Collins, Dublin-based priest, said the church needed at least one trained exorcist for each diocese as he gets messages daily from people looking for his help. The priest said the Catholic Church was out of touch with reality as they are sending sufferers of possession to psychologists instead of performing rituals. Father Collins told the Irish Catholic newspaper demand for exorcism services had risen in recent years. What I'm finding out desperately is people who, in their own minds, believe rightly or wrongly that they are being afflicted by an evil spirit, said Father Collins. I think in many cases, they wrongly think it. But when they turn to the church, the church doesn't know what to do with them, and they refer them on or either to a psychologist or somebody that they've heard of that is interested in this form of ministry. And they do fall between the cracks and are often not helped at all. The Catholic Communications Office has previously said the church did require that each Irish diocese have a trained exorcist, someone who knows how to distinguish the signs of demonic possession from those of mental or physical illnesses. In 2011, the Catholic Church warned that a surge of Satanism facilitated by the Internet had led to a sharp rise in the demand for exorcism, and a six-day conference was held on the subject, which took place in Rome, Italy. Monster.fandom.com That's monster.fandom.com A court rules that a mansion's portal to hell is not a valid reason for the buyer backing out of the real estate deal. In Vancouver, a BC court has ruled that non-disclosure of the existence of a portal to hell on a property does not entitle the purchaser to a refund of their deposit if they choose to terminate the deal. The home inspection report clearly indicated the presence of a stable fissure in the space-time continuum leading to another plane of reality, Judge Julia Hammond said when making her ruling. Once made aware of the existence of such a fissure, the onus is the on the home buyer to determine the endpoints of all interdimensional portals before signing the closing documents. The BC Real Estate Association estimates that at least 30% of detached homes in Metro Vancouver and 10% of condos contain portals to other worlds, but approximately half of them lead to high fantasy realms and increase the value of the property. Portals to hell, or a uh, a niche feature, it's true, local uh, realtor Arnold Lee admitted. They're more popular than horror movie loving millennials, but unfortunately tend to open when the wealthy make packs with demons and are therefore mostly found in expensive homes, which millennials can't afford anyway. So we're seeing a a glut of very high-end homes with hell portals on the market. The buyer in this case 
Lucy Prescott is furious with both the ruling and what she says are the deceptive circumstances that led to her purchase of the home. There was clearly a cover-up going on during the showings to mislead buyers like me. There was no wailing. There were no screams. There was no oppressive sense of existential dread and physical terror coupled with pseudo-sexual thrill at the idea of living beyond the judgment of God. This was real estate fraud, plain and simple. The BCREA has tips on their website for home buyers looking to avoid purchasing property with an unwanted portal to hell, including asking if there is a portal to hell on the property. Well, this was fun. I'm signing off for the rest of the year now. You will not hear from me again any new episodes until 2020. Sometime in January, I'll be back. New episodes, special guests, new stories to read, old stories to share, and hopefully some reviews and whatnot from my listeners. Like I said earlier, in the beginning of the show, you can email me at parksparanormal at gmail.com. And why not share pictures of what you got for Christmas with me? I'll give you a shout out. Uh, tell me what you'd like to hear more of on the show. And maybe send me a Merry Christmas email. I hope you have a great Thanksgiving, a very Merry Christmas, and a Happy New Year, or a very Happy Hanukkah, a Merry Kwanzaa, or as Seinfeld taught us, a Festivus for the rest of us. Have a great rest of the year, and God bless.